Hey, everyone. Welcome to Kid Literate. I'm Sarah, and I'm here with my daughter, Allegra. Hey, Allegra. Hi. So we are popping in with a fun little bonus today. We cannot believe how many wonderful emails we've been getting from listeners. And this is a new show, so it's been kind of a surprise. Yeah. So we thought we would um, just do a quick roundup of some of the book recommendations that you all have been sending in, um, along with a question or two, a comment or two. Um, So we've gotten some great feedback. So let's dive in, Allegra. Um, Who have we heard from and what are they up to? The first one that we want to mention is from Emma Smith, and she and her daughter Kate have been listening to the podcast. Yes, that's so fun. Kate is 11, just like you. Um, So they had some opinions on something we brought up a couple episodes ago, Allegra, and that is whether an 11-year-old should be able to watch Friends, the uh, sitcom. Do you want to summarize? I love this so much. Emma um, is a longtime listener of The Mom Hour. She's also a children's book author herself, so she's in the book world. Um, do you want to kind of summarize Kate's opinion and then Mom Emma's opinion? So Kate said that she's been watching Friends since fifth grade, and she thinks that I could probably watch it. She says that because it's about comedy and friendship, that it's good. And yes, Kate, I have started to watch Friends, and I think it's super funny. Yeah, so this is this is great because when we recorded that episode, it was the episode where we talked about how we decide what's appropriate at certain ages and we were still on the fence. And so the update is that we have been watching certain episodes of Friends. Um, Kate, who is 11, is two thumbs up that Allegra should be able to watch it. Turns out Allegra is able to watch it because she has been. We've been a little selective about which episodes. Um, we actually heard from another listener, Laura who kind of voiced the other side, which is that the humor that is adult humor is very adult. And that has been my experience as well. Um, I finally kind of landed on, uh, and actually Megan, my co-host at the Mom Hour, um, who has teenagers, helped me come to this conclusion, which is if the joke is inappropriate and you don't understand it, uh, it's probably not appropriate for an 11-year-old to understand. So basically, if you don't understand it, you probably shouldn't. Exactly, which is counterintuitive because usually I'm all about the teachable moments like, oh, let me explain what this means and let's use this to have a learning opportunity. And with friends, sometimes I'm like, uh, no. Just keep watching. Just keep watching for the funny part. So that's where we landed. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm 100% sold that it's appropriate for every 11-year-old, but I do agree that what you are after and what Kate is after and some of your friends who are watching what you're after is not the adult stuff. It's the humor and the friendship and the, and the awesome sitcom nature of it. So um, Kate's mom, Emma said that they have also watched parks and rec and the office as a family. And that those, some of my friends watch that. Yeah. And those have been great ways to bond as a family. Now their older sibling is a teenager. Kate's the youngest. Whereas in our family, you have younger siblings, but I can totally see us getting into those types of sitcoms um, as a family. As you guys get older. Okay. We also heard from Michelle, who has a seven year old son and a five year old daughter. And Michelle herself just finished The Logger Queen of Minnesota. And she says it was the best read she read in 2019, which is saying something. So we will link that up in the show notes, of course, at kidliteratepodcast.com. And her son is reading the newest Dogman book, very popular series, which I know that from working in the school library. Dogman flies off the shelf. And they are also making their way through the Judy Moody series, which is a great one. And her five-year-old daughter is loving the Princess in Black series. And she's not reading independently yet, so they are reading those together. I have seen those on the library shelves and have not read them myself. But we we actually got a listener question about good early chapter books. So that may be one worth checking out for sure. 
All right. So this next one is from Marina, and she has just finished Michelle Obama's Becoming, and she says that it was incredible. Her kids are three and a half and one, so not reading yet. But the older one has been into the Dragons Love Tacos and the sequel, and the one-year-old is into Lift the Flap Books. Do you remember what we used to call Lift the Flap Books with our one-year-old? No. Rip the Flap Books. (laughs) I think some toddlers lift and other toddlers rip. They're like, hmm, well... Now I know what's under there. Yeah. Yeah. There will be no more lifting. It's a one-time experience. It's a disposable book. That's so funny. Okay. We also got an email from listener Hannah, who has a four-year-old daughter named Adelaide, and she had a question for us. Um, She is looking for a book recommendation to read aloud to Adelaide, who is four, and wanting to start getting into some kind of chapter book where they can read a little bit each day. Um, But chapter books are, they run the gamut from, you know, long and difficult to on the easier end. So she was looking for a recommendation. Do you have one, Allegra? Yeah. So I have um, a couple. The Early Magic Treehouse series is great for that age. They're short. They have a little bit of mystery element, but not scary. They bring in like elements from the past and history. And I think they're really good for that age and up. I agree. I think you and Reed were three and five. When we started reading aloud from Magic yeah, Treehouse. Yeah, so that age range. Mm-hmm. Also, um, the early Ramona books, uh, Ramona and Beezus and Ramona the Pest, mm-hmm. are really good. In Ramona the Pest, she's starting kindergarten. And in Beezus and Ramona, she's in preschool. So Yes. Um, so I also love Beezus and Ramona and Ramona the Pest for that age. Anytime you try a new chapter book, if your kid isn't into it or loses interest, just just set it aside for later. I... I always feel bad when I see parents like pushing through Charlotte's Web or Harry Potter or whatever book they think they're supposed to read to their kid. Um, And sometimes you just have to try it on for size. And if they're not into it, try another one or wait six months. You don't want them to get scared of chapter books. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to be something fun. That said, the, the first couple books in the Ramona series and even the first couple books in the Little House on the Prairie series, because the main character is four and five years old. Um, there's a certain amount of relatability. You don't have to blast through the entire series starting when your kid is four or five, but it can be a fun time to introduce those and just see see what happens. Yeah, um, Little House in the Big Woods. Yeah, is she's four, I think. Four, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and then Mouse and the Motorcycle is also another really fun one to start with that age. Yeah. That's another Beverly Cleary. Um, I've started some of those books and not even finished them, which sounds terrible, but um, sometimes those early chapters that set up the premise um, are so engaging. And if they lose interest, you haven't failed. You're just moving on to the next thing. So um, definitely give chapter books a try and let us know what you guys decide to read. Yeah. All right. So our next listener who sent us an email, his name is Kim. So Kim thinks that I would love the Pennerwicks. She is right. I have read almost all of them except for the final book, which I think just came out recently or a year ago. I read that like maybe a year or two years ago and I really liked it. I thought that as they progressed through time, it was really cool to see how each of them grew up, especially the littlest one, Batty. I am kind of obsessed with the look of the Penderwicks series. I've only read aloud from the first one and then you kind of took off solo, but they look like old fashioned novels. They look like they're from another era, but they're not. They're recent. Um, there's something very classic looking and feeling about them. Um, and there are five books as of this date in the Penderwicks series. Of course, we will link those up. And I 
believe they listened to those. Kim's kids who are 10 and 7 listened on audiobook. We have not done the audiobooks. You read them in hard copy, but that would be, uh, that's a a huge recommendation for middle grade um, readers. I think it's a great series. So good suggestion. Okay. We also got an email from Laura, whose sons are six and three. Um, And Allegra, she had a question for you. Well, first of all, she had a compliment for you. Um, She thinks you're doing a great job and she thinks you sound like me, which is, I guess, not surprising. Um, But she wants to know if you usually listen to the Mom Hour, my podcast, and if it's a little bit scary to now be on this side of the mic. I don't listen to your podcast yet because I'm not a mom. (laughs) Um, I've listened like sometimes it comes on in the car because you or someone else has been listening to it. And I hear your voice, which sounds weird. Yeah. (laughs) You hear me enough. You don't need to like opt into listening to me on your own time. Yeah. But as for the question on, is it scary to be on the mic? I say that I've always really liked public speaking and I think it's really cool to have a podcast. Sometimes it's weird when my friends at school mention it, but yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, not your average. Your average 11 year old does not have a podcast, but I also think you do a great job. Um, and there's something about we're just sitting across the kitchen table. So you don't know how many hundreds of people are listening, which kind of helps. It's not like getting up in front of the whole school or something. So that was a fun question. Laura was also the one who uh, said that maybe Friends is a little too mature for an 11 year old. So I get that, Laura. When I see it with Allegra, there are many times when I think this show is too much and then we keep watching it. So we're not sure about anything. It's fun. It's fun. All right. So our final listener email is from Joyce, who says that right now she is reading American Royals and she has a four year old. She said she is reading the Magic Treehouse series. So, yeah, that's another vote for like it. our suggestion. And. She also said that she is getting into Harry Potter. Okay, so let's talk about this. Um, I Actually, there's a fascinating article that I will link up in the show notes. I want to say it was the New York Times about um, parents being eager to start the Harry Potter series younger and younger with their kids. And that's nothing against Joyce's choice, of course, because daddy wanted to read you guys the Harry Potter books when you were like six months old. Um <laughs> But it made some good points about the books were really written for like 11 and up. And it's not that they're inappropriate for a four-year-old, especially the early books, but that delaying a little bit, there's no harm in delaying because Harry Potter. If you take a year on that one, then your five, then your seven-year-old is reading the fifth book, which that one is not good for a seven-year-old. Right. So that's one. One argument is that the books get more mature and darker pretty quickly. Um, but the other one, and I kind of agree with this, is you have plenty of time to fall in love with Harry Potter. Um, now, that said, I think now Violet in our family, because she's the youngest, she was exposed to Harry Potter at four or five years old. And she watched some of the movies, um, which you guys never would have done. But because she was the youngest and you were into them. So I don't think there's lasting harm or anything like that. But I thought the article was made a really interesting point about how it's the adults who are so eager to bring kids into this world of Harry Potter that we've grown to love and that there's really no harm in waiting. And and a couple arguments for why the books really are perfectly suited for, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. Um, so now having said that, the illustrated Harry Potter books are really, really cool. We've we have a couple yes. of those, right? I think Violet's on the second or third book. 
And they're not abridged. They they tell the whole story. So it's not like a storybook version. It's, it's the whole story. Yeah. But with it's a beautiful. bigger book because it has beautiful, beautiful illustrations. Right. So I think that could be a fun way to introduce the characters and the story. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't catch or it's not landing the way you thought it's it not might. Because they don't they won't enjoy it later. It's because they're just. Yeah, a little might, too young. Might be on the young side. And then Joyce, we answered that other listener question. Um, she was looking for more early chapter books. So I stand by uh, what we talked about, which is the early Beverly Clearies and Mouse and the Motorcycle. Um, and, you know, check out your local library, too, and ask your local librarian. There's all, there's always new series coming out that are kind of that early reader chapter book. Um, one thing I've found in Allegra, I don't know if you agree, but Books that are meant for kids who are just starting to learn to read chapter books independently, which often is third grade-ish, second Maybe, or third grade. Yeah. Um, those make great read-alouds for kids who are just learning to listen to chapter books. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like you encounter them twice. When you're four and just starting to be able to sit still long enough for a chapter book, you're you're experiencing them as a read-aloud. But like it's good language and... Yeah, it's simple sentences and short chapters. And then you come back to it at eight or nine, and those actually make the the, the really good choices for reading early chapter books uh, independently. So yeah, that's how that we've kind of cycled through. So that might be another good way to look for it is ask your ask your local librarian or check out what the kind of early chapter book uh, series are in um, and start with those. Well, Allegra, let's remind everybody how they can get in touch with us so that we can do more of this kind of thing, bringing to light great book recommendations that come from our listeners. Yes, so you can email us or send us a video at our email address, hello at kidliteratepodcast.com. Yep, we would love to hear from you. Send us those emails or video or audio. And um, if we keep getting these great suggestions, we can pop in every once in a while like this and do a whole mini episode featuring your suggestions. So thanks, everybody. And just a reminder, everything we discussed is linked up at kidliteratepodcast.com. Talk to you soon. Bye. Kid Literate is a production of Life Listened. Our sound engineer is Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. You can find links to everything we mentioned at kidliteratepodcast.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Thanks! Thanks!